Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany, the podcast that is sure to challenge and grow your faith. Join me as we hear personal testimonies from ordinary people having radical encounters with Jesus. Together, we'll learn the power of believing God and His Word. I hope it inspires you to look at how God is showing Himself faithful in your life and challenges you to step out and testify. Welcome back to Testimonies with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Tombry. Today is episode 49, y'all, and this episode, I believe, is going to be one that's going to provoke you. I believe it's going to provoke you in the way that you think about the things that you profess to believe, meaning like you're going to ask yourself, do I believe that God can do what he says he can do? Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? This episode, I believe, is about to bring a shift to the way that you see God. There is going to be breakthrough, I believe, for those listening today because of what our guest has overcome, because of the power of her testimony in Christ Jesus. I believe for those that have been wrestling and feeling like you've been stuck in a pit, are going to be delivered through going to be delivered from that by hearing her testimony and by the blood of Jesus. I'm excited to share my guest with you today. I this is one I personally have been looking forward to. Um so I'm just super excited about it. She is a lover of Jesus who is in passionate pursuit of him continually. She has been married now for 6 years to her high school sweetheart. She is a youth pastor alongside her husband at Grace Community Church going on four years now. She has a passion to see this generation on fire for Jesus. I don't know about y'all, but we need to have more people like this that have a passion to see the generations to come on fire for Jesus, that not all hope is lost. God is still moving in the younger generations. And so I'm excited. Um, to share my guest with you and that this is a passion that God has placed inside of her and, and she's running after it with the youth today. Our guest today has been walking with the Lord now since she was 18. She enjoys reading and coffee. So I am honored to introduce to y'all today, Miss Leah Glosson. Hello, Leah. Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this. I want to thank you for giving me your time and, you know, coming on here and testifying of what God's done. Um, and I, I just want to say again that I love the passion that God has placed inside of you. Because I believe we're living in a time now where people tend to disqualify the younger generation. They're just disqualifying them. They're just a mess. There's no hope. And I'm thankful that God has placed inside of you uh, and giving you a voice for the generations that, that know Jesus is moving. And I know that you've been seeing it. And I know that you've been experiencing Jesus, you know, in freedom recently. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and talk. Otherwise, I will just keep rambling. And <laughs> so go for it. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Just just thank you for that. I, I do very much have a passion for for my generation, the millennial generation and Generation Z. I, I believe there is um, a heavy call, a heavy calling on that generation. That is why the enemy is 
bombarding that generation so much with their identity and just hopelessness, depression, anxiety, anything that you can name is on that generation. And I just, I am just seeing breakthrough in that generation and I am, I'm super excited, <laughs> but uh, amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, just a little backstory about myself. Um, I grew up um, in and out of church my whole life. My grandma would bring me um, and things like that. So I've always known who Jesus was. I've always been um, in church. Um, but it wasn't until I turned around 16 when I met my husband that I just really fell in love with the Jesus he knew. Um, I grew up in a very religious background um, where it was always about rules and what you had to do. And if you didn't do them, you were going to hell. So it was very scary for me growing up because I always had that fear of God that wasn't the good fear of God. Um, so growing up, I, I was always really afraid of God. I was always afraid of him. I couldn't really trust him um, when I was a teenager or little because I was always scared of him. But I knew I loved Jesus. I, I knew I loved him, but I was scared of him. So when I um, started dating my husband, um, his family just really showed me who G the real Jesus was. It wasn't all these rules. It wasn't this religion. It wasn't all the mess that people like to label Jesus with. It was the real Jesus. And um, I just, I wanted to know who he was. I wanted to experience who they experienced and what they experienced. And um, when I was 18 years old, um, I was a senior in high school and some things happened in my house um, and I had to move out and I went to Christian's grandmother's house and her name's Jetty. And I know a lot of people know her. Um, she is an awesome woman of God. She, she mentored me. Um, she really showed me who Jesus was, who the love of who, I mean, like the love of Jesus. And she loved the hell out of me. Literally. Um, I, the things that I've put her through, she should have left me, but she, she stayed by my side the whole time. Um, so that's why I say when I was saved, I, I got saved at 18 because I knew Jesus, but I'd never surrendered my life over to him. I knew who he was, but I wasn't serving him the way that I was supposed to be serving him. And I was really running away from him. So at 18, I got saved. Um, and at 19, I got married. Um, so that's, that's kind of a little bit of a backstory, um, about my life. And, um, I just wanted to share my testimony of how I got healed by mental torment. And that was about two to three months ago. Um, so I'll jump right into that real quick. But um, so I got healed from mental torment. Um, it was at a youth conference. But I want to talk about how, what I was dealing with before that. Um, a couple months um, at the beginning, be beginning of this year, I was constantly overthinking. And it wasn't just, oh, you, everybody overthinks about certain little things. It, it was, it was demonic the way I was thinking. And it was, I allowed myself to get to this place of constantly overthinking every situation um, in my marriage, in my relationships, um, in my ministry life, anything that I, I was involved in, I was overthinking everything. Um, so in my marriage, I would overthink about not being a good wife or not 
being able to be a mother or not have children because me and my husband have been fighting infertility. Um, so I would constantly overthink that my husband didn't love me. He never cared about me. I would never be a mother one day. Um, why would he want to be with someone like me if I can't have his kids? And it was, it was toxic. It was awful. And that put a distance, um, between me and my husband because I wouldn't vocalize it. I would just have these thoughts and just keep thinking them. Um, so I would never vocalize how I was feeling. I would just let those thoughts run rampant in my mind and constantly overplay them. Um, and then in my relationships and my friendships, um, I never thought anybody loved me. Um, and that ruins relationships because if you're constantly thinking that nobody loves you, you don't love yourself and you don't want to be in that relationship with that person. So in my friendships, um, just little things of not thinking that they loved me, not thinking I really mattered to anyone, um, just certain areas of where I would take a little comment somebody would make in my friendships and, and overthink that. And to the point where I thought it was reality, I would make up scenarios in my head where it was reality um, to me, I thought, and it was never what they said. And it was never what they thought. I was always filtering it through rejection. I was always filtering it through abandonment or what my mind wanted me to filter it through and not what they actually said. And in ministry, (laughs) I would always think I was not a good youth pastor. I would think that I'm just teaching this generation and it's not even touching them. They're going to go back the same way they used to be. And they may be encountering God now, but they're going to go back to the way that they used to be. And it really was just it was so toxic because I, sometimes we can blame the enemy. Um, we can blame him for attacking our mind and there's warfare. Yes, there is, but we can sit there and blame him all we want. But sometimes you have to ever take responsibility for yourself and allowing yourself to get to a place of that. And that's what I did. I knew, I knew the word of God. I knew what to do. Um, and I did those things. I did read the Bible. I did, I did pray, but those things were just a checklist for me. Um, and I was just checking the boxes and that I was playing into religion. I was checking the boxes of, Hey, I'm going to go to church on a Sunday. I'm going to go to church on a Wednesday. I can read my word. I can pray, but those were just check boxes and they weren't, they weren't heart transformations for me. I, I wasn't applying it to my life the way that I was supposed to. And my heart got disconnected from God. Even though I was checking off all those boxes, my heart was disconnected. And if my heart's disconnected from him, I can't allow those things to transform my life. So that's, that's where I was at. And that place in my life, it was, I, I don't even, I don't even like to think about it. I don't even like to go back and think that I ever thought those things. I ever allowed myself to get there. I don't, I don't, it's just a scary place to be, you know, it's right. so scary. Um, to to be disconnected from God. I mean, that is a very scary place to be. Um, and you never want um, to get a, at a place where you're spiritually dead. You don't. Um, I think in your life as a Christian, you don't want to get there. But I allowed myself to get there. And now that I look back at it, now I'm like, 
God, I wish I would have like shook myself up myself, but I couldn't, I, I didn't know how I was doing all the right things I knew to do, but I wasn't vocalizing it. I wasn't telling my husband that, Hey, I'm having these thoughts about our marriage. I'm having these thoughts about me not being a good mother one day. I wasn't vocalizing to my friends how I felt to them. I wasn't vocalizing to the church, my, my leadership, my pastors, how I felt. And it was just, I just, I don't like thinking about it, but I, I like thinking about what God did for me. And, um, what he did is I went to a, um, a youth conference, um, about a month ago. And, um, one of our pastors, our associate pastors were speaking at it and, um, it was a fire word. I was so pumped for, for the youth. I was like, even though I was going through all of these things, I was, yes, I was still plowing. I was still being a youth leader and a youth pastor and, and so excited for them and praying for them. And, um, she was preaching a fire word. And at the end, all I could see this whole generation being delivered for, from so many things like shameful thoughts, um, cutting, um, depression, suicidal thoughts. And the Lord was doing so many amazing things in there. And I was just so excited for them. I wasn't thinking about myself at all, but, um, I was just seeing them tell their testimonies, um, on stage and things like that. And at the end they called, um, the youth pastors to come up to the front and, um, they were going to just pray over them. The leaders that were there, they were going to pray over the youth pastors and me and Christian went up there and Misty, um, which was the lady that uh, spoke that night, she came over just to me and she whispered in my ear um, these words that changed my life. <laughs> um, she said that this generation, your youth department's not going to go back to the way that they used to be. And I mean, once she said those words, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be delivered from a spirit that that's been tormenting my mind. Cause it was a spirit that was tormenting my mind. I was like, I'm about to be delivered right now. <laughs> like I knew it. And, um, once she said those words, my body started doing some crazy stuff and, um, I fell on the floor and I don't remember who was around me. I, I know Christian, my husband was right beside me. But I fell on the floor and I can remember being sunken into the floor. And I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to have these thoughts that ruin my relationships. I don't want to have these thoughts that, that r rule my life, my, the things that I say, the things that I do. And I was like, I have to be free from this. I was like, there, if, it, if I'm not, there, there's an end for me. And I felt like if I was not going to be set free from these thoughts. I don't know where I would be right now. And I was on the floor and I remember being in and out of it. Um, my body was doing crazy stuff. I don't even remember any, anything physically that I was doing, but I remember speaking out loud and I said, I want freedom. And I said it at least three times. I know that and whatever she was praying over me, I just remembered, I kept saying, I want freedom in my mind. I want freedom in my mind. And I coughed and I felt a release. And what, what I describe it as 
is like a Sprite bottle. When you go to open a new Sprite bottle and that pressure just releases. And that's how it felt in my mind. It felt like that pressure finally just released out of my mind. And I I opened my eyes and I saw Christian beside me crying and praying for me. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry for allowing myself to get here. I'm so sorry for thinking these things. I'm so sorry for, I mean, we all, I almost got to the point where we almost left our church. That's how bad it got. (laughs) And I would have, I would have never saw my youth department get to the place that they are now. Yeah. It's just, I just looked at him. I was like, I, I almost, I almost allowed ourselves myself to do this, you know? And now that I think about it, Yes, it's sad, but I'm so grateful for instant healing like that. For I would have never thought today that I would ever feel in my life the way that I do now. Because I haven't felt this constant need to overthink since that day. I haven't dealt with panic attacks. I haven't dealt with um, just that constant Oh, it just feels so weird because I feel like I should always be thinking about something and my mind is at rest. My mind is at peace. And I, I was like, this is what freedom feels like. This is what Jesus paid the price for. And what I want people to know about this testimony that it's so simple because Jesus literally paid the price for our freedom when he died on the cross. So anything that we could ever be dealing with, if we need healing in our mind, if we need healing in our hearts, if we need a physical healing, he paid that price for it. And it's stupid of us to think that he can't do that because he can, (laughs) you know, so good. It is. He paid the price on the cross. He said it is finished. I've been thinking about this with healing specifically, like. I've, I've come to the place to, to believe that I don't need to ask for God to heal my body because Jesus mm-hmm. sent him in my place. And Jesus said, it is finished. All yeah. I need to do is appropriate the blood. I need to just take it by faith that no, the work, the work of healing in my body, it's finished. I'm just waiting yeah. for it to manifest. It is done, yes. you know, and, and not coming from a position of begging the children of God. Don't beg for bread. We sit at the banquet table with the King, the bread of life. Yes. Like we get the whole loaf. We are not children that eat the crumbs off the floor or beg yes. our father for bread. Yes. You know, I love this because in Um, episode 48, my guest on was sharing how she was delivered from multiple demons and, Mm. and some things that you said, she literally said verbatim about religion and just checking boxes. She literally said it was just what I did. I checked boxes and that, you know, she couldn't get free, but that she had one encounter with Jesus that changed everything that freedom instantly came. And, you know, so I see this as a reoccurring thing. And, You know, something that I think is profound, the very, one of the very first things you said to me, Leah, that I find profound is you said this about your husband. You said that you wanted to love and know the Jesus that he loved anew. And, And so I believe as I was getting ready for this episode, the word provoke, I just kept hearing provoke in my spirit that your testimony people listening right now are going to be provoked. That means to like aggressively 
think about where they're at. What am I dealing with? And are there things that I need freedom from? Do I need deliverance? But, but the, the first thing I thought is, man, a question that we should ask ourselves, and it, and I, I just think of being provoked is, are we people that, that the love of Jesus is in us, that people around us want to fall in love with the Jesus we know? Yes. Are we living a life that represents Christ in such a way that when they're around Leah, when they're around Tiffany, when they're around Christian or my husband, Travis, do they want our Jesus? Because if people don't want our Jesus, we have totally missed the mark. Like we need to go reevaluate our life and figure out where we got it messed up. Because if people don't want our Jesus, I mean, that's, that's, we were created to worship the Lord and to be, you know, we were created in his image. People should want to know our Jesus. They should, they should be in our presence and be like, man, there's something different about this girl, Leah, like, and I need to know what it is or, or with myself, Tiffany, or you listening. And so, man, when you said that, I wrote that in all caps. I've been taking notes. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I want people to want to know the Jesus that I know. So I think that that's profound and what, like what a way to honor your husband and what a beautiful characteristic of your husband. I think that's absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. You know, another thing, Leah, that I find very interesting and I'm starting to hear it a lot is that prior to, to having an encounter with Jesus and, and like really knowing Jesus, having a relationship with Jesus, people are, are afraid of God, like just afraid of him. Yeah. And I heard the, the analogy put like this once that, you know, a lot of people look at God and they're like, Oh, he's going to know I'm doing something wrong. Like lightning bolt. I can't walk into a church. I've heard people say this, it'll burn down. Mm. And I have to believe that that grieves the heart of the father. Yeah. Because I think about being a parent and when I'm gone, and I come back and I see my kids, I'm like, you know, I've been down and Hey, how's your day? Hey, and, you know, and I hugs and kisses and, and all of these things. I'm not like, did you brush your teeth today? Yeah. Did you eat all your food? Did you mind your manners? Like, you know, and, and, and God's not like that either. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sad that, that that's the view that now I understand you know, because I was in the same boat as you, Leah, like I viewed God like that. But I believe that the reason why, one of the reasons why I viewed God like that is because of my relationship with my earthly father Mm -hmm. at that season of my life was very dysfunctional and messed up. And so unfortunately, what I did was I viewed heavenly father that way. Oh, well, he must be this way too. Um, I don't know if that's, is that true for you? Like, okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, and it's crazy that, that, I mean, it, yeah, it just happens like that. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus can make that all, I mean, he can give us the right view of God. We can begin as we go into a relationship with God, see, see him rightly. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm on this journey. Like, I just want to see the Lord rightly. And I want to see things rightly, just like this, your whole testimony. You just want to see things rightly. You want to see relationships rightly. You want to see your, your mission and and the call of your life rightly, your husband rightly, but we can't see rightly. Like you said, when we're viewing it through lenses of rejection, abandonment, fear. And I, I love what you said. And I think this is 
very important for people to note that's listening is that you made the comment. I did everything. I went to church. I prayed. I did all that. But you were still being tormented in your mind. You were still being held captive. And, and I love what you said about taking responsibility immediately. I thought about second Corinthians 10, like where God calls us to take captive thoughts. Yes. It is so important when we have thoughts that don't line up with the word of God, we send them to the pit of hell. Like, no, that's not true. That's not what God says. I'm not entertaining that thought. But when we're oppressed by demons, demonic activity, like Ephesians 6 says, principalities, rulers of darkness, we need deliverance. We need Jesus to go to that place and expose it and rid us of that oppression. And that's what, that's what happened to you. And I think it's beautiful. Like you were just going to a conference and God had, God had an appointment with Leah that night. Like, and, and I, I love what you said is that you didn't know how much longer you could go thinking like this. Yes. And, and I wrote down, when you said that, I said, the enemy wanted to forfeit the call on your life, Leah. Yeah. That, that's, that's the flat out truth. Yes. The enemy, Leah got to a point where she literally said, I don't know how much longer I can do this. She said that she was about to like, just leave the church. The call had been placed on her life because of the oppression she was feeling. That's what demonic stuff does. It, it, we don't see rightly. And like what you said, you did everything in your power that you knew to do, but it wasn't changing. Yeah. Until the Lord met her. God, I believe it started with Misty speaking into you and that resonated with your spirit. And then they began to pray over you and the spirit of God met you. But I I wrote down the enemy wanted to forfeit. The enemy wanted to forfeit Leah to just like give up. Just it, Jesus, like, like you said, Jesus can't handle it. Like, I guess I'm just, this is, this is it for me. What a lie. But, but then I wrote in big letters, but God, period. God had an appointment with Leah that night and her life was radically changed in a moment. In a moment. In a moment. Mm -hmm. And you heard her. She said, she's like, she hasn't since that day, the thoughts gone. Like, I, I mean, Leah, like, can you, can you explain, like, how do you feel like, uh, it's hard to put into words yes. I know but Lord help <laughs> Leah <laughs> yes so since then um I have spent time with God always um in the secret place yes um like I said but it was a check off list for me but since then when I spend time with God I have such a passion and a fire to see him and to speak to him and him to, to work through me and speak to me through his word. Now I get, I feel like I, I get to read the word differently as in when I am reading and I'll read this scripture that I read um, almost every morning. Um, it is Ephesians six ten, and a lot of us know it. Yes, but it is such a powerful scripture. And I prayed over myself every morning and it says, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And I call this scripture, you have to get yourself battle ready because those battle. Yes, the enemy wants to try to battle with my mind again, but I know the authority I have over this and how Jesus has already conquered it over my mind, how he's already given me freedom. And now it's my job to speak his word back at him because he's going to come back at me. And now I got my big girl panties on and I'm ready to fight you back. 
so I, I read this scripture over every morning and um, it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and put the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with the mind be alert and always keep on praying for all for the Lord's people. And that is what I do. I, I sometimes when I do feel like um, I I'm starting to um, overthink a certain situation, I pray in the spirit. Um, I pray in tongues. I pray until I feel a shift in my mind because I will not from that day forward, I will not allow my mind to ever go back to the place that it used to be. So since then, um, this is just something you have to do. You have to read the spoken word of God aloud. Use your voice because your voice is a weapon against the enemy. Open your mouth up and use your voice and speak his word. Even if you have to scream it in your back bedroom, that is what I do. I, I, we have a Jesus room in our, in our house. And I have a chair and I'm, I'm constantly using my voice because before I wouldn't really open my mouth and use my voice. I would read the scriptures in my mind, but you have to use your voice and read it out loud and, and pray in the spirit The Jesus has given us praying in tongues and praying in the spirit. And that, that is a weapon against the enemy. So why not use it? So that is what I do. And ever since then, I feel the way that I feel now is. I feel joy. I feel peace. I feel comfort. I feel secure. I feel all those things. Yes, but I have to keep myself ready. I can't allow, keep my guard down or keep myself to a place where the enemy is like, oh, she, she kept her, her guard down. I'm going to go attack her mind today. No, I have to constantly do this every single day. And I, I say now open your mouth because that is, that is so important. A lot of people are struggling and not using God's word the way that they're, they need to, they have to open their mouth and use their mouth in their voice because it is a mighty weapon and we have to get ourselves battle ready. And I also have a book that I bought. Um, it's called the secret power of speaking God's word. And it's by Joyce Meyer. And this just has all kinds of scriptures in it ready for you to speak the word of God out loud. So if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with your mind, if you're dealing with depression, if you're having trouble in your finances, whatever it may be, those scriptures are categorized through um, this book. And it is so good because it's nothing but scriptures and you have to speak those out loud. Yeah, that, that is good. There's something powerful. In fact, the Bible says in Job chapter I believe it's 28 says decree a thing and it shall be established. Yes. And I think about Leah, we were created in the image of God. Go back to Genesis one. And how did God create the world? <laughs> the Bible says that he spoke 
and things were created. And if I, Genesis 127, I'm created in the image of God. Therefore, that tells me exactly what Leah said. I better be speaking some things because if my father can speak and create, I can speak and create. And, and just the importance of, I think about Isaiah 55, it says that God's word, when it's sent, it's sent out, it prospers and then it returns. And that's what happens. I hold on to that. I do the same thing, Leah, when I'm in a situation, whether it's financial or marriage or relationship ministry, I go, I find the word of the Lord. That's the truth about that situation, about that topic. And I began to say it out loud and I stand on Job 28 and Isaiah 55. I'm going to decree this word of the Lord and it's yeah. going to prosper and then it's going to return. And, yeah. and that's what I love. The Lord gave me too. you know, before we started this episode, numbers 2319 is that I felt like the Lord wanted to provoke you who is listening with this question. Do you live a life you profess to believe? That is what I want you to leave with. One of the things I want you to leave with this episode is that do, are we as Christians living a life we profess to believe, mm. you know, numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should not lie, that he doesn't change his mind. Whatever he speaks, he fulfills. He, yeah. whatever he promises, he carries out. And so if God has promised, promised us freedom and deliverance, Jesus paid it on the cross. It's a done yeah. deal. It's, it's us. To, it's, it's up to us to get run after it, to ask the Lord. Just like you said, I want freedom. I want freedom. I want freedom. And God delivered. Leah experienced freedom. Yes. And now she's, now she's got to maintain it. It's just like the Lord. I remember one time going through some deliverance and the Lord showed me this. He was like, Tiffany, deliverance looks like this. Let's say that we're, we're going to go in and we're going to have a surgery or something. And we go in for a pre-opt and we're going to talk to the doctor and they're going to take a bunch of notes. And this is what you got to do. We're going to look at your situation. We're going to assess it. Okay. Now we're going to schedule surgery. So then we come back and we have the surgery and now the doctor's going to say, okay, now we're going to schedule a post-op where we're going to look to see how it's healing, make sure it's healing properly and give you tools that you can maintain healing and, and, you know, therapy, if you need to, the deliverance is the same way. God looks at our situation. He's the great surgeon. He performs deliverance on us. He goes to those places of rejection, woundedness, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, whatever it is. And he does surgery on us. And then he gives us a responsibility to maintain that, that freedom, that deliverance, that surgery, you know, if we feel things tightening up, we start doing therapy exercises. We start doing stuff to maintain our deliverance. It's the same thing is that just like Leah said, she has determined not to go back to that place. Jesus set her free. She's not going back. And so now she does things to maintain deliverance, getting in the word of God, speaking the word of God. And so that's very encouraging. And, and, coming from a woman of wisdom that is wisdom and um it's it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful what god has done in your life yes and um and i love i love that you that you talked about the enemy wants to make us get tripped up again he he absolutely Mm -hmm. does thank you for sharing that because i think it's important for people to hear that once delivered you're not always delivered (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like right. we can fall into temptation and get back into that place of, of bondage and, and slavery 
and and have to be delivered again. We we have to be, you know, yeah, we have to be wise in seeking the Lord and keeping our heart on the things of the kingdom of God. And I love what you said about just spending time with God. Abiding in God is it's where it's at. It's like plugging into the source of love. I'm plugging into the source of healing. I'm plugging into the source of joy and peace and kindness and patience. And when I'm plugged into the source, which is God, then it just flows through me. That's abiding. That's what relationship with God looks like. Relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I love what you talked about praying in tongues. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, the devil is a liar. Yes. You know, I took your advice. I was like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. So I just started praying in the spirit. I was like, I'm going to pray till this thing comes back on, (laughs) which brought me to this, Leo. Would you share, um, maybe for those listening who are like, okay, I I was following her until she said she prayed in the spirit until she felt a release. Like, what does that even mean? Would you like, maybe share it in a way like you would share it with your youth. Um, so for those listening that have no idea what you're talking about, um, can can grasp it yes um so praying in the spirit um is praying in tongues and how I would describe it to my youth is it is spoken so many times in the word of God and I know a lot of people say it's for back then or whatever um and some may even believe that healings were for whenever or in the uh new testament only all of that that kind of stuff but I, we are living in the New Testament church still today. So whatever Jesus did on earth is still able to happen. It's deliverances, being, um, casting out demons, praying in the spirit, healing, miracles, signs and wonders. Those all things can happen today. And it would be, sorry, it would be stupid of us to not believe in those things. Um, so praying in the spirit, um, it is spoken, obviously when I read, Um, Ephesians 6 it says pray constantly in the spirit and praying in the spirit is praying in tongues and that is just a powerful weapon that um, God gives to us to pray and what praying in the spirit is it's just like an open communication between you and God Um, sometimes we don't know what to pray and praying in the spirit that's just a communication from you to God that the devil cannot hear And I love to pray in the spirit because the devil don't know a thing that I am saying. Um, So why not use the things that God has given us for, for today? And, and we need that. This generation needs to know, yes, there is tongues. Yes, there is miracles. Yes, there is signs. Yes, there is wonders. Those things are available. Those are the gifts God has given us for all believers. If you want it, you can have it. Yes, I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately about those who believe, you know, that it's passed away, that it was for Mm. another season. To me, I'm just like, I would, I don't want to view God. I feel like viewing it that way is putting a limit on God that, that, that God can't use creation to speak, that God can't use a stranger to speak, that God can't speak to me directly, you know, with a word of knowledge that God, God loves people so much that that he wants to give me a word about an, about a lady in a grocery store and, and that she can have an encounter with the love of Christ right there, you know? And so I'm just like, I agree with you that I, I, man, I know Leah, you walk in these things every day. I walk and experience these things every day. 
it is God is doing miracles. God is healing. God yeah. is delivering people of demons. It is happening every single day. The yeah. kingdom of God is advancing yes. and God is giving us these resources to use as tools to advance his kingdom. Paul, look at Paul all through the new Testament. He says he preaches the word and power with demonstration to follow. Now yes. I understand where people can get their eyes on the demonstration and off of the one who gives them. Yes. That's where we need to repent and we need to put our eyes rightly back on Jesus. Yes. Um, but it is not wrong to walk in the gifts. It is in fact, what God has called us to do first Corinthians 13. Um, and, and Paul says it, my husband loves saying this. He's like, Paul, Paul's one of his favorite people in the Bible. He's like, <laughs> Paul said he smoke in, he spoke in tongues more than anybody. Like, yeah. can you just imagine yeah. he, he basically like, we, we just kind of think like, maybe that's all he ever did was just like, <laughs> he spoke in tongues more than English. And so if you're listening and you're like, okay, well, how do I get it? It's really simple. You say, Lord, baptize me in the Holy spirit. Lord, I want to pray in tongues. I want to speak to you in a way that the enemy cannot hear. And you yes. begin to open your mouth and just yes. go for it. Open. And let the Holy spirit. Yes. I, um, because a lot of young people, they, they want these things, but they don't, there's not people that will let them do it. You, you know, they won't let them, um, use that freedom that they, they want to have in those things as in praying for miracles and speaking in tongues. So what, what I, my youth, they come up, they came up to me a couple of Sundays ago and they were like, I was like, do you want, we our pastor preached an awesome message about, um, you know, um, speaking in tongues, miracles and all those things. And, uh, we had an altar call and I had a lot of youth come up there and say, I'm going to speak in tongues, but I don't know how. And all I have, to, like you said, all, all I told them, I was like, you open your mouth and he will fulfill you. He will fulfill Yes. He will give you um, tongues. He will give you, and it may just be a little one syllable, two syllable, but as you fluently speak in tongues and, and, and constantly pray in the spirit, he will give you more syllables. And we can't allow ourselves to overthink that. We can't allow ourselves to be like, well, it's supposed to be like, you know, Leah's tongues or Tiffany's tongues, like so many syllables supposed to sound like this, do this. No, it's, it's your tongues. He's giving it to you and he'll, he'll grow that within you. And all I did was say, open your mouth. I was like, don't, don't overthink it. Cause we can allow our mind to, to try to reason with what's going on. Yes. So I just say, open yes. your mouth and let me pray for you. And I pray for them and I speak in tongues over them. And they'll, they'll just start doing little syllables and some of them will even imitate your tongues and that's fine. Um, they're, they're just trying to, to get their own fluency in their own tongue. So that's okay. <laughs> yes. I think about like, we're a spirit being and it's our spirit communicating with the spirit of God. And yes, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Like, yeah. And, and the Bible says too, that when we pray in the spirit, that it builds our spirit, man, that it strengthens our spirit, man, because we were created in the image of God. God is the Trinity, father, son, and Holy spirit. We have body, soul, and spirit again, yes. created in his image. And so our spirit, man needs to be built up. That's that goes into the whole Ephesians six, what Leah camped on about being battle ready and praying in the spirit. That's, that's so your spirit can say, Hey, mind, will, and emotions, you need to settle down. 
The word of the Lord is true. God is with you. He's never left you or forsaken you. It's your spirit ruling and reigning over your mind, will, and emotions, over your body. And so it, it's just important and, and it's a beautiful gift. And, and I believe along with Leah, that if you want it, you just ask the Lord for it. You open up your mouth and you expect him to fill it. And um, just like she said, over time, as you use it, you just be faithful with praying in the spirit with what he's given you. He grows it. Um, I ask from time to time, Lord, I want a new, like, I want some new stuff. Like yes. I want to add to mine. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so beautiful. Well, Leah, is there anything else before we conclude the episode that you want to, to share with those listening about anything we've talked about, um, any scriptures or anything maybe that's come to your mind as we've been talking, I want to give you an opportunity if so, to share that. Yes, yes, I do. I actually have, um, a scripture I want to share with y'all and I want to read this declaration that, um, I printed out a while back ago, um, like I was talking about earlier about opening your mouth and there is a sound on within you that you need to let out. Um, and I'm going to read the scripture. It's Psalms 149, six through nine, and it's in the passion translation. And it says God's high and holy praises fill their mouths for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. And his warring weapons will bring vengeance on the nations and every resistant power to bind kings with chains and rulers with iron shackles. Praise-filled warriors will enforce the judgment decree against their enemies. This is the honor he gives to all his godly lovers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that is a, a powerful scripture right there that you cannot keep your mouth shut. You open your mouth because it is your shouted praises that are your weapons of war. And um, there is this um, church that I follow on YouTube and it's called Fresh Start Church. And they are, they are contending and believing for revival and they push back the enemy with their praise and their shouts and their weapons of war and all those things. And so there's this um, worship leader, her name is Jessica Schluter and she has this declaration of a breaker. And I wanted to read this because it's a declaration to say over yourself every single day. Um, It says through the blood of Jesus Christ, my voice shreds atmospheres, breaks open heavens and pushes back the gates of hell through the blood of Jesus Christ. I will shift and move things in the spirit that will manifest in the natural. As I release my sound, let prison doors shake every chain be broken and every demonic stronghold stronghold displaced and pushed back. I thank you, Lord, that you've given me the keys to the kingdom and the authority to decree your purposes. Whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I love that because, like I said, whatever you're dealing with, it could be mentally, physically, whatever it may be, you have to open your mouth. Um, Yes, somebody can pray with you and contend with you, but it's you. It's you. You have to open your mouth and release a shout and praise him and, and pray to him and speak in tongues and, and use those weapons that he has given us because it's in the word of God. It's for now. It's for, it's for us. It's for the church today. And we need those things in the church. We need those things to come back to the church. And that's what I'm believing. Amen. Oh, that Psalm 146. What was that reference again? What were the verses for that? Uh, it was Psalms 149, six through nine in the passion translation. 
Oh my goodness, that yeah. is a good one. I'm gonna go back and li- and and read that again when I'm yes. done with this episode, y'all. If you're listening, write it down. Go back to it, yeah. um, and and look over that and declare it. Wow, powerful, Leah. I appreciate you so much for coming <laughs> on and sharing your story and just having a real and raw conversation with me. One thing I love to do at the end of my episodes is I love to pray for those who are listening. So. I would be honored if you would open up in prayer and then I will close out in prayer and that will conclude our episode today. Yes. Yes. God, I just, I thank you for um, using me as your vessel. God, God, I just pray over whoever is listening, God, that you would meet them in a moment right there, God, that you will meet their need. You will meet their cry. You will meet their hunger. You will meet their desperation, God. God, I pray, I pray over their minds. I pray over their hearts, God, that the the way maker, the miracle worker would make a way in their lives to be healed and set free and delivered, God. Whatever they're dealing with in their life, God, that may be a, a stronghold in their lives, God. God, I pray that that stronghold would break in Jesus' name, God. And I pray, God, that that believers today will know their voice, will, that will know that they can they can open their mouth, that they can decree your word, that they can, they can hold on to you, God, because you are a way maker, God. You make the way, God. And I just pray, I pray, God, that you will make a way in their life, Father God, in Jesus' name. Yes, and if you're listening right now, you've been and you've held on and you've listened to me and Leah talk about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity right now to make the most the biggest decision of your entire life. The Bible says that God sent Jesus in the form of flesh and he lived a sinless life. He lived a perfect life. And the Bible goes on to say that Jesus went to the cross carrying our sins and that his body was beat beyond recognition. His body was flogged. His his body tore apart and his blood ran out. And the Bible says that he was buried in the ground and three days later he rose again and he's coming back. And the Bible says this, he says, it says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that his blood was shed for your, for, for the remission of your sins, that you just begin to confess it with your mouth, that, that, that you're saved, that you receive salvation, that immediately you, your heart is reconciled to the heart of the father and that you spend eternity in heaven with, with God, with Jesus. And so I would encourage you right now, if you have felt that, if you have felt the Lord knocking on the door of your heart, I encourage you to answer and to say, yes, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life. Come in and have lordship over everything that concerns me. I confess my sin. You just begin to talk to him. And and the Bible says that the angels right now are throwing a party in heaven because you said yes. Right now, your name is being written in the Lamb's book of life. And you've made the most important decision that you'll ever make. And, and Father, I thank you for those who said yes to you. I thank you, God, that they had courage to answer the knock of the door on their heart and that they have given their lives to you. I pray right now for godly men and women to come in and to disciple them, to mentor them. I pray, God, that they would be plugged into a church that is thriving and, and has one goal, to know you and to make you known. God, mm-hmm. I pray right now for those listening, God, that that we we would be people that love the hell 
out of people. Yes. Just like Mama Jetty came in and she loved the hell literally out of Leah that we would be men and women of God who in our sphere of influence can love the hell out of people. John 15, 35, that they would know that we are disciples of you because of the love we show one another. God, let us be motivated by love. Let us be captivated by love. God, I pray right now for those listening that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that receives your correction, your instruction, your, your leading and your guiding father. I thank you, Lord, that, that, that Leah did not forfeit the call on her life. I thank you, God, that you had a divine appointment for her and that you set her free, God. I thank you that Leah is literal proof of the Bible alive and active, the word of God alive and moving and, and, and being God. I thank you, Lord, for her voice. I thank you for the call that's been placed on her life. I bless her, Father, in your name. Jesus, I pray that you would bring rest and freedom to those listening. I pray, God, that people leave this episode provoked in their spirit to, to ask themselves, are people falling in love with the Jesus mm -hmm. I know? God, that they would be provoked to, 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 to do inventory on their heart and, and to just fall more in love with you, to plug their self into the source, to plug their self, to abide in you, Father, to, to have that hunger. I pray right now for a hunger for your word to fall on your people, a hunger for your presence to fall on your people, God. I thank you for, for the testimony. I thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus. And I declare victory right now over everyone listening in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, Leah, thank you again so much thank for <laughs> just sharing and giving me your time. And, and I, I am just, man, this never gets old. I tell people all the time, it never gets old hearing how God is personal. Like he yes. just, he just, he's such a personal God. I love it. I love and it. <laughs> yes it's beautiful it just gets yeah. me all fired up every time yeah. i record an episode i'm just fired up <laughs> uh, well that's gonna conclude our episode today on testimonies with tiffany remember you do what's possible and let god do what's impossible thanks for listening to testimonies with tiffany if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review online. To catch all the latest from Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram at TifferTom, and you can subscribe to her email list to get exclusive updates at TravisAndTiffanyTombry.com. That's all spelled out. <laughs> Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.